welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. We're joined today by Mike Hummel, General Manager and CEO at Arizona Public Power Utility Salt River Project. Mike, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good to be here. So, Mike, uh, just kind of get the uh, conversation started. Um, wanted to start with a question about the pandemic. 2020 is finally behind us, and we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. So could you um, provide details on how SRP is planning to respond to a uh, post-COVID workplace and how might the, that impact SRP's culture? Yeah, it's a great question, Paul. And I think we're all excited and relieved to see a future out there that looks a little bit more normal. So it's it's an exciting time for us and really the first time in a long time that I think people have had some hope. So we have had uh, obviously a long 15 months or whatever it's been since we started this. And and we have spent a lot of time talking about how we come back and culture. And in fact, I think we first of all have to recognize the culture has already changed. We have spent the last 15 months working in an environment different than we worked in before. We've had people remote. We've had uh, some people in the office uh, and some people who've never left. Um, so I think that the issue now is not necessarily how we return to that same culture that we had when we left, or if we can, but how we improve the culture from there and how we make the most of it. You know, I, I think, Paul, we have people who are anxious, we have people who are nervous, they're scared, and some that are excited about coming back. Transitioning back to uh, whatever a steady state looks like is going to be hard, and, and we know we won't get it right the first time, so we'll have to adapt as we go forward. What I've told folks here is that the year in front of us uh, is definitely going to be more difficult than the year behind. It's much easier to uh, get through a crisis. People rally around that and uh, do the right things. As you start to come out of it, you start to really go into a difficult time. So uh, as we come back, uh, we are bringing some of our folks back uh, in about two weeks. We'll bring about 20% of our office staff back. About a third of the company never left, those doing critical functions. So we'll bring about 20% of those who are at home back and then some back through July and August. And then September will reach what uh, will be, um, what we hope is a fairly permanent arrangement. And it'll be a flexible arrangement. People will have opportunities for teleworking. We're not going to be teleworking people full-time. We want everybody to be in the office for some period of time. We do think that's important. That interaction is important. And being a community-based public power company, being part of the community and being here is certainly an important part of it. So we think it's going to be a good change. We think people are going to appreciate coming back and seeing their colleagues and getting back into work. But we know people are concerned. And and there's anxiety around it, and we'll continue to work with them as we come back. The, the challenge is obviously going to be how we work in a hybrid environment uh, going forward. Uh, everything from a technology standpoint to a culture standpoint to how we deal with our uh, customers, how we deal with our suppliers and our partners uh, when some are in the office, some are remote, and, and how we make that work. The truth is, is none of us have really been through that before, so we're going to have to learn it as we go. Um, But I have been pleased with how employees have adapted thus far and certainly confident they're going to be able to do it going forward. Great. Um, And so just in terms of looking back at 2020, 
Um, what, what, what's your, what are you most proud of in terms of what SRP and its employees accomplished in the last year? And how have you been able to help your customers um, through this difficult time? Well, with respect to the employees, it's a long, long list. Um, we, in a period of two weeks, pretty much shut things down and sent people home. We were one of the first utilities to take that step and, and really wanted to err on the side of, of conservatism and keeping our employees and the public safe. So uh, we sent our employees home. How we responded to that from a technology standpoint and scheduling standpoint, I think was just phenomenal. Employees to a person adapted very well to that. And I never saw a lack of commitment to what our core principles at SRP are. And that's making our customers and our communities successful. So I was extremely proud of our employees and the way they reacted to that and the way they, uh, the way they adjusted. We had some fairly strict protocols in place, like everybody else did, as far as uh, personal protective equipment, um, uh, spacing, single occupancy vehicles, uh, employees uh, followed those protocols very, very well. And uh, we kept for the last 15 months a very safe workplace, even with over a thousand people here showing up every day and coming to work. So that I was very proud that we were able to meet our safety targets and keep people healthy during that process. Not that we didn't have some impacts, but but by and large, it went it went very well. Um, again, as we start to come out of it, it'll be a little more challenging, and we'll have to uh, continue that discussion. Um, but I I couldn't be happier with how we weathered through that. Paul, our fiscal year starts in May, and so we had an opportunity to kind of readjust our uh, goals going into the year because we sent people home in March and we had a discussion about the objectives that we had put forward for the year and do we want to relax those and take some of those off and take a more um, uh, cautious look going forward and we made a decision as a team no we were going to keep our aggressive goals and really keep our expectations high and as it turns out and we just wrapped up our fiscal year a few weeks ago um, Turns out we met every one of those objectives and our employees never missed a beat in doing the things they had to do to keep our customers successful. So I'm very, very proud of that. You asked how we were able to help our customers through all this challenging time. And, and one of the, I think one of the real advantages and core attributes of public power is, is that that's what we're all about. And we are we are community-based, we're here for the customers, and we're here for the community, and, and we rallied around that. Our, our customer service expectations on a normal year are extremely high, and I think that is uh, recognized when you um, look at our J.D. Power Awards as just one example, where 20 out of the last 21 years, we have won the J.D. Power Awards for our residential customer service. Um, and, and so we, we have high expectations of how we deal with customers, and this last year was no uh, no exception. We created a, a here to help program where we put a number of things in place to help our customers through this. We suspended disconnects during uh, the early part of the year because we knew customers were going to be impacted. Some were going to lose jobs, some were going to lose income, and we wanted to work with them. We worked on payment schedules. We worked virtual orientations and introductions for customers. For example, when customers sign up for irrigation service from SRP, we typically have somebody out in the field that walks them through every step of the way on how to do that. 
we have a process now on Zoom or FaceTime where we can do that remotely with customers. And those are just a couple examples. But I, I think we went over and above with our customers. That's what they expect. And that's that's what we're here to do. And so um, it, with respect to um, Phoenix specifically, which is obviously uh, a major metropolitan area um, that SRP serves, the, the area experienced continued growth despite COVID-19 and summer temperatures in Arizona seem to be higher than ever. So um, we'd love to hear from you in terms of how SRP is planning to meet growing uh, customer demand amidst these challenges. Well, you're right. Uh, last summer, we saw the, the longest and hottest summer we've ever had. Um, that would be a bit of an anomaly if the last couple summers before that weren't uh, kind of pushing those numbers too. So it's our expectation that that the summers are going to continue to be a, a driving force for our load, and it's going to be more and more challenging to uh, meet that. You know, what it means is customers are going to have demands for air conditioning, um, credit flexibility, uh, and accommodations uh, for themselves as well during that period of time. So we're going to continue to be faced with those challenges. I was surprised last year of how growth sustained in Phoenix. And when we look at our new housing starts, new services run, and our entire new business activity, uh, we shot through all of our projections. And, and I'll tell you, it doesn't show any signs of slowing down. And in addition to that, we're seeing uh, commercial and industrial growth uh, that really is much higher than we've seen the last few years. We see not just data center growth, but manufacturing growth in the Valley, which brings good jobs and, and good companies to, to the Phoenix area. So we're going to continue to see that growth. Uh, we spend a lot of time and effort around our resource planning uh, process, making sure from a generation perspective, we're adequately uh, resource to be able to meet those requirements. That's going to get more challenging in the West. Last year, I think uh, people saw um, reserve margins shrink considerably, and all utilities in the West were were awful tight for reserves and for generation resources. And, and truthfully, we were no exception. We've taken some steps this year to prepare for that. We've added uh, additional gas-fired generation. We've added uh, solar and battery um, Installations to our portfolio and some power purchase uh, agreements that I think are going to uh, pay off very well for the summer. And we'll continue to look for those opportunities going forward. And, and so turning to the, um, the topic of renewable energy, um, SRP recently expanded its goals to add a total of 2,025 megawatts of new utility scale solar energy uh, to its power system by the end of fiscal year 2025. Why did you feel it was important to do this? Well, about three years ago, uh, I made a commitment that we would add 1,000 megawatts of solar by 2025. And at that time, we had uh, less than 100. And, and we knew that was an aggressive goal. So we challenged the team here to make that work, to figure out how we were going to get it installed and integrated into the system. And they made tremendous progress against that. Most of that's already been completed. We went back and looked at our technical studies to understand what our maximum hosting capacity would be. And with the low growth that we're seeing and some of the other resource issues, uh, we came to the conclusion that technically we could add more. And so then there was a question of, can you do it from a, an economic perspective? And does it make sense to our customers to add solar? And as you know, solar prices have continued to uh, go down 
And the latest uh, uh, prices that we're seeing on solar are certainly competitive with fossil fuel from an energy perspective. There's a capacity issue that as an industry, we still have to be aware of and manage. And so gas peakers and other capacity will continue to be a requirement. But on a pure energy perspective, solar can be cost competitive. So we made uh, the call to, to uh, increase the solar installations from 1,000 to 2,000 megawatts. Actually, it's 2025 by 2025. And we're well on our way. We have a, a number of megawatts of that already uh, under development and out looking for the others. I have no doubt we're going to meet that goal. Uh, we'll be one of the leaders in the West when it comes to solar energy, and I'm proud of that. I, I think if um, people are still questioning whether climate change is real, they're just not looking at the evidence, and, and it certainly is changing, and, and we want to make sure we're doing our part to support that. Now, in addition to battery, or in, in addition to solar, we're also installing utility-scale batteries, and we have about 400 megawatts of battery storage in uh, some phase right now, either in construction or in design. And so uh, roughly by that same time period, we'll have over 400 megawatts of battery storage. And, and that's going to provide some capacity benefit, but it's also going to provide us uh, some learning. And when you realize there are uh, only somewhere in the range of uh, 1,500 to 2,000 megawatts installed uh, nationally, 400 megawatts will be a big piece of that. So we're all learning a little bit about, about battery storage. I'm anxious to get that in. And if we have good experiences with that, I think what you'll see is SRP raising the number from, from 2025 megawatts to even a, a bigger number in the future. Great. Um, so the next couple of questions um, I want to ask you relate to SRP corporate goals. Um, you mentioned, you, talk, you discussed SRP customers uh, in one of your earlier responses. Um, so one of your corporate goals relates to um, continuing to meet uh, customer choice to better meet their needs and wants. Can you talk about how you plan to uh, accomplish that? Yeah. Again, our, our focus starts with the customer and ends with the customer at SRP. That's, that's kind of the way we're wired and have been. And uh, if that's the case, then you truly have to uh, provide them options and provide them choices if they're going to be successful. And one of the ways that we're doing that is revisiting how we segment our customers. Utilities historically have segmented customers based on usage, and, and we're no exception. We had uh, various strata based on monthly usage of electricity, and that's how we, we would categorize customers. Uh, but as it turns out, when you start really diving deep into the data, that doesn't mean as much as we, we thought it did 20 years ago. Uh, so we have... Uh, spent considerable amount of time on customer segmentation, both residential and commercial customers, uh, a lot of uh, market data, a lot of discussions with customers, understanding what their wants and needs and drivers are. And then uh, for each of our residential customers and, and commercial customers, uh, looking at which segment they fall in and trying to create products and services around that segment that will drive them. Uh, so there, we have customers who are um, very concerned about their monthly bill and not much more. And that's fine. So we will have pricing options and we'll have um, uh, different options for them. We have customers who, uh, while that might be a concern, the environmental attributes of their resource plan 
uh, or, or that resources that meet their needs might be more important to them. Uh, we have some customers that want control. So they want to be able to uh, operate remotely. They want to be able to manage their demand differently. Uh, so all of that is part of uh, how we, we look at our segmentation and we look at products and services that meet the need for them. And so you see our marketing campaigns target those customers toward, toward how we deliver those products. One of the other things we're doing is, um, in, a, in a very as much as customer focus, is we want to make sure that any customer in our service territory, and we have about a million residential customers, uh, if they want to add distributed generations, so if you want to put rooftop solar on your house, or if you have an electric vehicle, we want to make sure there's not a house in our service territory that doesn't have the capability to do that. Uh, obviously, that's a technical issue on the distribution system, um, and there are some uh, constraints as we work through that and things we're going to have to change in our system. But we want to make sure that customers have those choices, uh, and, uh, and we want to be able to facilitate those choices for them. So I think that that um, understanding what their needs are, understanding what their drivers are, and really focusing our product development, our pricing structures around the, all of those needs are, are the path to meeting that that objective of, of giving customers choice. And now another SRP corporate goal is to further develop a culture of diversity and inclusion. Could you offer um, additional details about that call? Yeah, sure. That's what I'm excited about. And, and we we actually started um, this aggressively about three years ago. Uh, diversity is nothing new at SRP, but uh, about three years ago, we took a step back with uh, with my executive team and we talked about whether we were making as much progress on this as we should be. And and here's this is the driver to it. Uh, clearly, events over the last year have created a lot of discussion about DNI. Uh, but this was pre those events, and, and our discussion went something like this. Uh, our objective is to make our customers and our community successful. That's what we're about, and that's what we do. For us to make them successful, we have to understand who they are and what they want. If our employee base doesn't reflect that community, how can we get to the point of really understanding what drives them and what will make them successful? So how do we begin to shape the workforce at SRP so it looks and acts more like our community? And I, and I think that's a great goal. Uh, we, we have a very diverse workforce, but like many utilities, uh, particularly in the leadership ranks, we have, we have room to grow. Uh, so we are taking steps to, to do that. It's important to me that we do that uh, for a number of reasons. One, I, th I think it's, um, it's good for business for SRP. Uh, a diverse workforce, uh, all of the data suggests come up with more diverse ideas, better ideas, uh, and perform stronger. Uh, but two, and more importantly, it's just the right thing to do. And we want to create opportunities in the community uh, to be successful at SRP for everybody. Uh, the inclusion part is, is really a whole separate part, I think. And it's difficult to be successful creating a diverse workforce if you don't have an inclusive workforce. So we have spent a lot of time on education over the last couple of years, and we'll continue to do that on ways in which um, uh, we want to be an inclusive company. So somebody from any background or any set of experiences can come here and feel welcome, 
feel like they can participate and feel like their um, their voice is going to be heard. Uh, and, and to me, that's absolutely critical. If if you have if you have a goal of having a diverse workforce, if people don't feel wanted, uh, understood, included, and heard, uh, they're not going to want to stay here, and you're not going to be able to attract the top talent in that. So uh, that that's what our focus is. Again, I think it's uh, absolutely the right thing to do. I'm proud to be moving it along like we're doing uh, and making progress on it. We have been able to uh, recruit a couple of people that are really strong in that area in the community and helping drive some of those changes. Uh, so it's, I, I think it's an exciting part of our future. Great. Um, and so just kind of wrap things up. My uh, final question I have for you is what do you think will be the biggest challenges facing um, public power and in particular SRP? Well, I think public power um, is going to have some of the same concerns uh, and challenges we've had over the last um, several years. One of those is just continuing to tell our story. Uh, we are different than an investor-owned utility. Uh, we are we are community-based. We're not for profit. We're here for the customers. We are not profit maximize, maximizers. We're cost minimizers, uh, and we are about the community. As um, communities become more mobile, moving in and out of uh, or people become more mobile moving out of communities and changing that. They sometimes come in not understanding that. So I think telling our message is going to continue to be important. And, and APPA plays a big role in, in helping us do that. Um, looking for um, comparability on financing, on renewable development, um, on comparability or direct pay, on uh, what IOUs would look for in tax incentives help keep public power uh, at the front end on some of the changes in the resource structures and the renewables. Uh, continuing to tell the story about the benefits of being a vertically integrated utility uh, where we really have the customer's best interest from the generation to the meter and doing that. Uh, and specific to, we have all those issues and specific to SRP uh, that's different than a lot of utilities right now is just growth. Uh, we are going to, as we talked about earlier in the discussion, continue to see heavy growth and and being able to meet that growth in the ways that the communities and the customers want to see it happen uh, will continue to be a challenge. But it's also a great opportunity, and I feel fortunate we're in an area that's growing like it is. So I, I'm very optimistic about the future of public power. I'm a big believer in the mission. It's a purity of mission and and big supporter of it and looking forward to the year ahead. Well, Mike, thanks so much for, our, for taking the time to speak with us today. It's been a great conversation. Um, as with all our previous guests, I'd love to extend to you an invitation to um, return as a guest at some point in the future to kind of to catch us up on, on what's going on with SRP. So, so thank you again. Thank you, Paul. I look forward to coming back and appreciate the discussion. Good to be here today.